Welcome to this week's episode of MicroConf On Air. I am your host, Rob Walling. I'm jumping in here to let you know that the software we use to produce these live streams, usually when we hit go live, it goes live on YouTube automatically. And this week it didn't. And producer Xander had to manually hit a button, but he didn't hit that till about four minutes into the live stream. So it cut off a lot of the introduction stuff I normally say. I'm not going to put that back in here, but just wanted to give you a heads up that we are in essence jumping into the live stream about four minutes in right as I bring my guest on. So here we go. Absolutely. It's great to have you on. I'm looking forward to digging into um, talking a little bit about Cafecito, talking about, you know, how it can help bootstrap founders, talking about maybe why you built it. And then uh, I'm interested to hear how the donation, you have basically a donation model right now. I want to hear more about that. And then talk about growth goals and and we'll probably bat some stuff around there and try to figure out, uh, brainstorm some ways to, to, to help you help you get there. So I think the first thing is producer Xander, can you pull up a screenshot of the homepage? Um, So folks, watching can see. And, and for folks who are listening to this later on the podcast, um, H1 is you deserve a cafecito, break away from your task and and, and enter thought-provoking conversations with tech creatives worldwide. And it's pre- nice looking site. It's pretty simple. Um, there's a get early access button up at the top that <laughs> it's cool. See, Xander's running the screens and I'm talking through. So click that get early access, produce Xander, and let's see the form. So you built this form in Airtable, bravo. That is Airtable. Yep. Yep. It's basically uh, get start. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Um, and so you're asking for first name, best email, city, state, country, um, you know, role, occupation, career, and a social URL to confirm you're a real person, and then topics you're inter- interested in discussing the most. And you have a ton of stuff. I mean, it looks like there's about 40 or 50 different topics 3D printing, comic books. Ooh, I might have to give this a try. Um, concerts, cooking. Design. Wait, you skipped Dungeons and Dragons. Should Dungeons and Dragons be there? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure everyone who uses this says, "Hey, can you add my completely esoteric interest to your yeah. to your form?" You For get sure. a lot of requests. Hey, you're like, "Come on, I need like nested dropouts <laughs> to do this." But yeah, yeah you have a bunch yeah, of uh, of of interest there. And then producer Xander, what's down at the bottom of this form here? Yeah, yeah. So the, and then it's like pick your preferred times to join uh, for 20 to 25 minute breaks. Um, and then how did you hear about Cafecito? So is the idea that um, if, if I'm home and socially isolated, which, you know, I have three kids and a wife, but I'm kind of isolated from my peers, that I would I would fill this out. I'd, of course, select like comic books and, and Dungeons and Dragons and whatever else. And then is it a recurring thing that I'm trying to do like once a week or twice a week? What, what's your thought process here of how to get folks, uh, you know, to feel less isolated? Yeah. Um, so the bigger vision is to have it be a, have it be a way to take those breaks daily. Um, right now, because of the system that we have set up, it's all no code. Um, it's a little hard to have it so that it's a daily break happening with a new person every time. So for the since since February, since uh, almost like March as well, when we went virtual. Um, I've been doing it weekly. So every week you would receive one curated match based on your objectives and your interests. Um, we have an algorithm right now that runs um, pretty much on a weekly basis and matches you with like-minded folks. Um, and then there's a part to it where I also make sure to go through and make sure all of those matches make sense as well. So there's a slight human element for right now. I'm, I'm sure it won't be possible once, you know, we get larger, but for the moment I enjoy, you know, making sure people are going to have a good experience. And I think that human eye can sometimes catch, um, you know, any errors that might come up with the algo. And yeah. Um, yeah, so once we grow more, we'd love to, you know, switch over to a daily 
daily breaks, which is the ideal form because the, the more that you can intentionally set these blocks of time um, on your schedule, um, the more the more proactive you can be about it, but also it's already there. So all you really have to do is log in, hit the, hit the link, um, jump on your computer, or even just call in via your phone and have that quick break that you can just take while you're walking, um, sitting outside, right? So that's the bigger goal. We'll get there hopefully soon, uh, but for right now it's on a weekly basis. Got it. And the idea is that ultimately that someone would carve out 20 minutes a day to have a conversation with essentially a new, a new person. That's the idea. And I mean, the answer to this one may be obvious. It seems like you built this to scratch your own itch because you had this problem. Is that why you decided? Because this isn't something that you go off and say, all right, I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to go build a, you know, a matching thing yeah. that's going to, you know, have, a, I mean, it's, did it just stem out of your own, your own kind of loneliness, I guess? Yeah. Um, and I think loneliness overall, I think it's a, a, um, somewhat not really talked about that much. It's kind of, you know, you, you start working remote, we know one of the cons is, hey, you're gonna be working by yourself eight hours a day. Um, and you just kind of accept that. So when I moved from Miami, Florida to Indy, um, I had read every article, I had pitched my company to go remote because I wanted to you know, see the world. Um, and I really thought I was gonna do well. Like I was like, I got this, I'm gonna excel at this remote work thing that I keep reading and hearing about. This was back in 2017. And so my first month was great. You know, I was waking up early, super proactive and productive engaged but then after that first month you kind of start to lose some of that you're like oh yeah like this is real we are <laughs> i'm going to be working at my desk alone um you know i have my morning set my morning routine set up i have uh you know my check-in with my team but then after that it's sort of up to you to yeah you have work meetings and other errands that you may be doing throughout the day but you don't actually have a set time to take that much needed break. And so for me, it was really hard to form that structure and to f allow myself to be proactive in that way to carve out that time. So in 2018, um, I was about to, you know, like give up on remote work. I was like, this isn't for me. Um, didn't love the isolation that I was feeling. Um, and also my productivity was going down as well. And I wasn't feeling like mentally healthy either. Um, I was kind of suffering a lot there. And so in 2018, I was like, you know, why isn't there a solution that helps folks um, structure their day in, a, in an easier way, but also why isn't there more accessibility for people that are at home to meet others? And so I spent like six months of 2018 just meeting new people in town um, for coffee. And that was my, my way to not only get out of the house and try new coffee shops, but also to create that space for myself um, to break away from my computer, to leave whatever, you know, task I had to reply to for my engineers or um, design I had to draw up for my product, um, my product managers. And so having that time away really helped me. And that's where the idea kind of came from. I kind of thought, you know, can I expose this to every remote worker that that's out there? Can I help them create this time? And can I leverage, you know, my knowledge of product and my knowledge of being in the remote workspace um, to build something really simple that, you know, can connect people and create that space for them that I think it's sort of hard to do on your own in the beginning. Um, and when you look at the time right now with COVID, it's even like a bigger problem, right? Um, companies are just gonna be more distributed, more disconnected, um, and so are people, right? So can I bridge that gap somehow with with this product at, um, you know, it's not at, this, at, at, at the stage right now that I want it to be, um, but it's growing and it's I'm iterating as I go um, and I'm learning new things like every single day about what people 
want and what they don't want. So it's just a big learning experience. And it's been awesome to see, you know, how the folks that use it really end up like enjoying the fact that they're meeting somebody new. Um, they're taking that time on their calendar and it's all done for them. Like we take care of like all the things, <laughs> all you really have to do right. is fill out that first profile form. Um, and then, you know, we get that, we get that um, match invite on, in your email. Got it. And and it's completely free at this point, right? In, you're in early access? Yes, completely free right now. Like you mentioned earlier, we do have um, Buy Me a Copy set up on our page. And we sort of use that, use that right now as a way to um, not only gauge, you know, what folks would pay, which I know Buy Me a Coffee isn't like, you know, this is what folks would pay if I actually had a subscription mm -hmm. model there. But um, it helps us because all of that money, even if it's $20, $30 a month, that's all going back into the product. Right. And that's that's what I was going to ask is, well, A, since it's free, if if you're listening to this, you know, again, whether you're watching it live or listening to this on the, on the podcast, um, if you feel isolation because you're working from home, uh, head to meetcafecito.com, any your info, you don't have much to lose. Um, if you decide you don't like it, I'm sure you can unsubscribe pretty quickly and, and yes. there's no real cost in, in trying it out. Um, I'll, I will admit, I'm an introvert and I have worked from home for almost two decades, like I was saying. It is rare that I actually feel lonely. So it's kind of, I, I don't think that this is for like, for someone like me who can just sit alone for eight hours. Like to me, I'm a maker and I'm just like, oh man, three computer screens and some headphones and I'm golden. And about once a month, I think, you know, I wish coffee shops were open. That's how I am right now. And I did like last week was my once a month where I was like, man, I really wish I could go to a coffee shop. But I know that there are so many folks. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of these remote companies, you know, when I listen to um, some Silicon Valley, these are the first companies, the babies or whatever. They, yeah, you don't need an office. And it's like, but you're a bunch of introverts. You've hired 50 yeah. introverts and, and you've got, you know, maybe lucked out with it. I think there's a real, now that COVID has forced the extroverts to work remote, I, I do mm -hmm. think that there's a need for tools like Cafecito. And is, is there one called Donut in Slack? Yeah. That's it's called. Donut, donut Time Coffee. I don't, yeah. Donut, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of tools popping up. There's also, um, lunch club as well. And there's a few out there that are sort of doing similar yeah. things, just connecting people. Yep. And I, I think, I mean, yeah, so there's a lot of value there. So if, if you listen to this, obviously, you know, check it out. Um, I want to find out before we, cause I have some thoughts now that we've talked about it. I have some thoughts on how I would, like if I were in your shoes, how I would try to market this and some pricing I would consider and, and some avenues I, I might go down. But before we do that, I'm curious how the buy me a coffee donation approach is working. You said twenty or thirty dollars earlier. Is that approximately what you're getting each month? Um, yes. So that's a, that's the average that we're getting each month. Um, and then in the beginning, um, I was kind of pushing it a lot more. Um, but I think mm -hmm. it's the, the fact that I need to be consistently kind of pushing it in our email campaigns or after each call and saying like, "Hey, if you enjoyed the call, um, join it over here." Um, what I've noticed mm -hmm. is that most folks um, either pay once or twice. Um, so it's hmm. usually a gap between the first donation and the second one. Um, but I feel like if I were to do a better job of like pushing that support page a little more in more places, um, maybe on the video mm -hmm. call, things like that, um, I could kind of increase that, that those donations, which are super helpful, like super grateful that people even donated in the first place. Um, so it's really awesome. Right. Right. 
Cool. Um, if you, as a reminder, if you are listening to this live, please do feel free to post questions in the MicroConf on air Slack channel of MicroConf Connect. So I'm, I'm giving some thinking. I want to find out, it seems to me like the easiest way to market this is going to be to latch onto a network effect, latch onto some other people's audiences in essence. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm, so much a fan of B2B rather than going directly to end consumers. So like the instant thing I, the first thing I thought of is, you know, integrating with Slack and Microconf, Microsoft Teams and Facebook Workspace or what I don't, you know, there's the Google. I mean, everybody, there's like four of the big platforms, right? Maybe the yeah. top three. I know that requires code and you're not there yet because it's still a no code product, but I know there's competition there as well. Um, but is that an angle? Do you feel like that market or that that place is so saturated that it's not worth you doing um and that potentially because on the flip side i also feel like right now you don't have to use slack to use cafecito mm -hmm. it's all via email and everyone has email so you could approach companies you know or try to find companies like when i was uh still working at drip and we had i don't know there were 60 70 of us and they wanted new employees to interface you know to have coffee or to you know have a, a lunch with an seasoned employee or whatever. And I think they did that with Donut. And it was fine and it worked great, but you know, not everyone uses Slack. So are you the non-Slack alternative to solving that problem, but you sell it into organizations? You know, Have you thought about going down yes. that road or do you want to stay with the individuals? Uh, no, I have thought about it. Um, and it's something that we're sort of like stealthily working on on the yeah. side. Um, we do see a potential, um, especially with folks like Donut, I think Donut's kind of the first, you know, Slack bot that sort of did the matching process. Um, it's fairly random. It's not like, you know, we can't put interest in and understand if you could, we would make a good match or a good conversation. Um, so from the folks that I've talked to and did a little bit of discovery calls on the B2B end, there is space. And I think what you just said is correct. Like, I think we could be that, that alternative to, to Slack. If you don't, I know a lot of tech companies use Slack, but there's so many other industries that don't. Um, law yeah. firms, law industry. So there's, you know, other verticals there. But yes, I have thought about it. And I think um, we could also make a lot of impact on that front as well, if you were able to break in, or at least like you said, um, you know, start off with emails and then grow into an actual platform yeah. with like an interface and all that fun stuff. Right. Well, because the thing is, is until you know, seven months ago, it, seven months ago, pre-COVID, a lot of tech companies use Slack and a lot of tech companies a lot are remote. And mm -hmm. all, like you said, there's all the, there's law firms, there's construction firms, there's like the rest of the world that is not tech yeah. and is not remote. And they are now forced to be remote because of COVID. So I, I think now is an, a real opportune time for you to do this. In a perfect, so if I were in your shoes and I had, if I had raised buckets of venture capital, which I know you have not, I would make it free for individuals and then do the Slack playbook, right? Free for individuals, mm -hmm. unlimited, and then try to infiltrate the orgs. And then, you know, when people want whatever unlimited history and all this configuration to be able to target people as new versus existing, you know, and matching and blah, 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 that would be the premium plan that's $5 a month per user, $10 a month per user, whatever the price yeah. is. You don't have infinite money, you're bootstrapping. So instead, personally, I would approach it. Again, I've thought about this product for exactly 20 minutes. So I, you, you've been doing it for eight months and I've been doing it for 20 minutes. So take this with a grain of salt. But I would have probably either a two or a four week trial. And then I would do uh, $49 for a year for a one year subscription and see if the value is there. Some people are going to say, this is a no brainer. That's four bucks a month for, for people, not for knowledge workers. Like 
I spent more on that on, on drinks when I went out with my, with my wife the other day, you know? And, um, yeah. so anyways, that's, that price point feels like a no brainer. It's gonna be hard to scale up big time, but I, I see this as a dual funnel app. I've been using this term a lot lately where really you have this free, this lower end, you know, lower cost funnel, but the, the real money here is going to be, I think with businesses, um, going directly to, you know, to startups and established companies. Yeah. Would you, um, from your perspective, and I know you just mentioned it's only been 20 minutes, um, from your perspective, would you sort of set up, um, the the model and like you said so you'd have the free just for individuals um use it to connect with folks individually not within your company and then you'd have more mm -hmm. of the business or enterprise whatever you want to call it um where you would have more of that organization um yes. set up that's yeah, that's yeah. the thought is that if i'm using yeah. this as an individual and i'm i'm i don't control who i match with i don't have any mm -hmm. choice it aside, interdict. But obviously, your onboarding and your marketing says, "Hey, there's a paid version of this, or there's a there's a you know an enterprise version or a company version, right?" It's like I think of yeah. like LastPass, where there's LastPass free, there's LastPass twelve dollars a year, which is personal, and there's LastPass Pro or enterprise, and Tiny Seed pays for that, you know, and because it gives us all this control. So it's the same thing, yeah. where again, ideally you'd have a totally free plan, but I, I don't know as a bootstrap, you really want to do that. Um, so maybe that one's 49 bucks a year and you just get the, uh, you don't control who you match with, but your marketing's basically saying, hey, you, you probably work at an org that really wants its employees sure. to connect with one another. The moment yeah. you want that, you know, look at the feature set here. And that one is, again, it's $5 a month per user, or, you know, the price conversation, we can throw out ideas, but that would all be, um, that would all yeah, be testing. For sure. There's a, there's a good question from James Kennedy uh, on YouTube and from YouTube, he's watching it there. He says, is there a B2B chat roulette style version for team building? Which I think is what we're talking about here. You know, a, a, basically a chat roulette where you and I are talking about doing it, maybe pairing people up once or twice or three times a week, but he's almost saying, you know, chat roulette <laughs> where it's, it's like, hey, everybody yeah. gets together for an hour or two hours, right? And that would be the paid version because now a company is getting value from this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so it's not yeah. built yet. That's a really right? good idea. I love that. Yeah, it is yeah. not built yet. <laughs> um, but that is a good idea that I would love to explore more. Um, and I think the chat roulette sort of style could build some of that um, that lost quick conversation that you used to have, you know, passing your coworker as you were on the way to the bathroom or, you know, as yeah. you went over to walk to the coffee shop. Um, it's not as like scheduled, like, hey, here's a time on your calendar, but maybe it's more um, a set a set weekly time or something where your you know HR person can say, all right, cool, you know, the company's gonna break into these groups and we're just gonna do a quick chat roulette. And obviously it would be guided, so you would have some guidance mm -hmm. in you know, what to talk about, who, you, who you're talking to, um, shared interests, things like that. So yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> Super interesting stuff. Um, and it's pretty amazing what you can build these days with the no code, no code uh, yes. movement, you know? 100%. Yeah. And it's affordable yeah. too. So it kind of keeps um, not all the costs low, but many of the costs um, yeah. low for the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And the more I think about it, you know, as much as I like the idea of integrating with Slack and Microsoft Teams, well, I wonder. I I feel like a differentiator you have is that you don't need that right now, you know, and I do like that. But then, of course, then our next question is, okay, so how do you find these companies 
to partner with, you know, to become customers basically. And, and that may just be the grassroots hustle of I'm going to be on Hacker News and Indie Hackers and I'm going to be tweeting and yeah. I'm going to do a podcast tour and I'm going to, you know, uh, at least the, the bootstrap, mostly bootstrap space is pretty small and it's not hard to get on those blogs and podcasts and and make yourself known. And then you get someone like a, you know, whoever, a Josh Pigford with Bear Metrics, or you get Jordan Gall with his 30 people at Carthook realizing, oh, this is something I need. And, you know, and she's bootstrapping this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot and see how it goes. And um again in your shoes, I don't, you know, I don't know financially where you're at, but there is goodwill in this space. And I think there might be some people who'd be willing to say, hey, I'm gonna prepay even for a year, <laughs> you know, for my team to help you fund the development of this thing. So that might be an avenue, um, you know, that you want to go, you know, if, if you don't have the resources to have this, this built. There's a comment from YouTube from Sajad Torkamani, and he says, some companies love the team building activities. So probably some money there, which I think is, when I think team building, I do kind of think chat roulette, you think? Or is there any yeah, other way yeah. you could virtually do team building? I don't know that anything comes to mind for me. I would say, I, mean, I would say conversation, but also um, using maybe those first five minutes as a way to do like a small activity of some sort. So, um, you know, something cheesy, like draw how you're feeling or something, right? Not, not saying that's mm -hmm. the best example, but um, something where you take five minutes before the call to quickly like draw your weekend or, um, you know, what's your big dragon for this week that you're trying to, to overcome whatever that is i think that like those moments of human connection where we don't just focus on you know our profession and where we worked before we got to this company those are like the gold the golden nuggets of um the team building pieces right um because like we can talk about mm -hmm. what we do all day um but what about let's spend five minutes or ten minutes let's talk about anything else but but the work life for a little bit um that can really help with, with team building as well. So I wonder, uh, that's a big piece of it too. Like I wonder if there's a, a the chat roulette would guide you um, in a way to not only have those conversations about work and your profession, but also um, your human, the human aspects of you um, and find commonality, right? And in, in us and our yeah. philosophies, our perspectives, et cetera. Really great question though. Yep. All right. Oh, okay. Comment from me. This is so. Producer Xander has is is interjecting. He's breaking the fourth wall and and commenting on uh, on the app. Okay, so he says, since you have appointment slots, if you have a group meeting of all participants with a facilitator before splitting off into one-on-one -on -one meetings, there might that might be a cool way to create community within the company, but also give you a chance to warm folks up before one-on-one -on -one meetings. So if you have a group meeting of all participants with a facilitator before splitting right okay so he's kind of yeah yeah indicating that you do get that that's where you could facilitate something with four mm -hmm. or five six people and then and then split off yeah like the yeah head of I've, the, like I've the had leader that right mentioned. the head of the department yeah exactly i've had that mentioned to me before um which i think is really interesting because again a lot of uh, at least when you get into th three plus people it gets a little weird um if you don't have a clear leader um or the extrovert of the group so Totally. I think that's that's again very good idea as well. Like having one person dedicated, um, yeah, to just you know the first five minutes of that call lead lead a small exercise with the team that's on it. That would be really interesting, actually. 
Yeah. I like that. So there's a there's another question, Sajad Torkamani from YouTube. He said, did you say you were considering building this without code? If so, what tool slash platform were you considering? And to clarify that, you have currently built it with Airtable, right? It's a form and then there's the logic yeah. in Airtable. Yeah. But building what we're talking about, I don't know you could do that with <laughs> I don't think you can do it with no code. There's a lot of code in there. Is that I your, don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, we would probably, yeah, we would probably have a, a, a developer most likely build that out. Um, there would just be a lot more of a complicated, <laughs> complicated mess uh, of things yeah. that we have to count for, I think, yeah. Yeah, and how do you set up, um, I mean, as we're coming up on time, ask how do you set up the, the chat themselves? Like is, do you just email each other the, the person's phone number and it's via phone or is there any type of web conference tool that, you know, is used or integrated with? Yeah, so we were actually leveraging um, daily.co, which um, they, came at, they came out of YC, I believe, a few, a few years ago. And it's a third-party video API. Um, so we literally just leveraged that, and that comes into your calendar invite and also the email confirming your match. Um, so pretty much we just say, hey, you know, you've matched with Rob. Rob does this as his background. These are his interests and the link to the video call. So it's very simple. Um, I didn't want to overcomplicate it, at least not right now when we're super scrappy and small. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, down the line, I'm sure we can build out our own system. But I'm, yeah, right now I'm kind of of, the, of that mindset. If I can leverage other tools that already do the thing that I need to do, like video or um, oh, absolutely database, yeah. <laughs> let's do it for right now. Yeah. Yeah. At at 400 users, I mean, there's no reason to you know at 400 free users, there's no reason to be doing anything more fancy yeah, than for sure. doing. Yes. So, well. Excellent. Irma, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. If folks want to keep up with you on Twitter, you are underscore just Irma. And of course, meetcafecito.com if folks want to check it out. Really appreciate what so you do. Thank for you for having community. me. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on here and really good meeting everybody and great questions. It really, it makes me think and think of different perspectives as well. So thank you for, yep. for the great questions. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. All right. As we move towards wrapping up, I want to thank Hay and Stripe for being our headline partners for this year. Um, we've really enjoyed being partnered with, with Hay and Stripe and make everything we do just a little easier. And now we are going to watch. I talked about State of Independent SaaS at the top end. And uh, we want to, what do we have about a nine second video here? Me talking more about the project and what we're up to. And so producer Sanders gonna roll that here. Hi there, Rob Walling here, co-founder of MicroConf. Last year, we launched the inaugural State of Independent SaaS Survey to take a look at the who, what, when, where, and how much of the global bootstrapped and mostly bootstrapped SaaS industry. We opened the curtain on the segment of SaaS that isn't chasing after venture funding and discovered things like, we're spread across the globe in more than 340 cities, 56% of us are single founders, and three out of four of us who offer a free trial do not ask for credit card upfront. The MicroConf State of Independent SaaS Report serves as the only deep look at non-venture track SaaS benchmarks and metrics. When we began, our hope was to update it every year, and I'm here to announce that the 2021 State of Independent SaaS Survey is now open. You might be wondering if you should complete the survey. It's for SaaS companies making at least $1 in monthly recurring revenue who have not raised traditional venture capital. Maybe you're bootstrapped or self-funded. 
you've raised from friends and family or angels, or one of the independent funding sources like TinySeed or Indie.vc. Do yourself and the community a favor. Head over to stateofindiesass.com and spend less than 10 minutes to complete the survey, which covers a range of topics unique to our world across marketing, metrics, operations, founder backgrounds, and more. As a special thank you, we'll include the Marketing Insights bonus chapter in your report when we release it in January. Feel free to share the survey on the socials and be sure to tag hashtag microconf. Thanks for helping us serve the bootstrapped and mostly bootstrapped SaaS founders around the world.